Hi, welcome to the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and today we're going to be talking all things Taylor Swift. We're going to be talking about everything she's been up to lately, then we'll be doing a deep dive into her new music video, and all the shade that she threw down in it, and trust me, there's a lot to go over. It's just me today, but stay tuned. It should still be a really good one. Hey everyone, just a quick note before we get started. I'm sure that everyone knows about what's been happening down in Texas, and I just wanted to say that I've been so sad and so heartbroken by so many of the images coming out of Texas this past weekend after Hurricane Harvey. And I wanted to take a moment and say that if you're like me and you're looking for a way to help and you're looking for a way to get money to the victims of this tragedy in the best and quickest way possible, I just want to recommend donating to the Texas Diaper Bank. It's a great way to donate directly to a nonprofit and have your dollars be put to use immediately. They're looking for monetary donations as well as diapers and wipes donated through their Amazon wish list, and you can find that on their Facebook page and also on their Instagram page. If you just search Texas Diaper Bank, you'll find the links on there for their Amazon wish list and for places to donate directly. And if you're my Facebook friend, um, you can go on to my Facebook page and click on the link on there as well. Um, they're providing so many diapers and other sanitation items directly to babies and seniors who may need them. No questions asked. So anyone could walk in there and they're handing out these materials. Um, please check them out and donate if you feel so inclined. The cool thing about donating to them is you know where the money is going directly. If you give them money today, they're going to spend the money today on diapers and wipes and other sanitation products that people are needing down there. And just... A quick side note, these other organizations that are providing so many great things down there, um, such as like the Red Cross and other or like disaster relief organizations, they normally don't include diapers or other sanitation products in those kits. So there's definitely a need for this. And if you have a couple extra dollars and you are looking for a way to help, I definitely recommend donating to the Texas Diaper Bank. All right. So now that we got that covered, here's the show. Right, so we are here today to talk about the woman, the legend, the snake, Taylor Swift. If you have a pulse and a social media account on any platform, you definitely have like seen all the Taylor Swift chatter this past week. And I know that a lot of this in the podcast today will kind of sound like redundant, but I just have so many thoughts and I just want to chat about them. So that's what we're doing tonight. And quick side note. I am currently recording this podcast while I'm on Instagram live to show people how I do it. So if at some points I like cut away to like my Instagram feed and like answer a question on there, I'll try to explain it like what I'm doing on the podcast. But um, if like there's random questions coming in and I'm like answering them, just know that that's what's going on. If you're like listening to this and you don't follow me on Instagram. Um, So we have a lot to go over. So Taylor Swift has had, like, I want to say quite the week, but really, even though she's been in hiding for the last year, she's really had quite the year, which sounds crazy because she has been in hiding and whatnot, but she has still constantly given us, like, a lot of things to talk about. So I have to say, like, first and foremost, if you listen to the podcast, you know, like, how obsessed I am with The Bachelor, and I always have, like... I don't know, like, a lot of thoughts and, like, insider info and whatnot. But that is nothing compared to my Taylor Swift. I'm not even obsessed with her, but I'm obsessed with, like, the facts and, like, how she operates. 
So I have so much like useless Taylor Swift knowledge where I truly am like one of the people that dissect everything that she does. It's so annoying for my husband, for people around me. Um, because once they start talking about Taylor Swift something, like, I can't stop. It's, like, kind of just like The Bachelor where I'm, like, okay, well, how big of a fan are you? Like, how creepy can I be right now? But, anyway, I am obsessed with Taylor Swift. I'm definitely one of the people that love the music, don't really like her as a person that much. I think if she, like, loosened the reins a little bit, I would kind of like her a little bit more. But after the music video that she released last night at the VMAs, I have, like, a newfound appreciation for her. Like, I don't know. She gets, like, kudos forever for addressing all the haters like that. But anyway, yeah, I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. So this whole podcast is going to be a deep dive about this whole new, like, Taylor Swift era, I guess you would call it, with her new sixth, sixth album that is coming. So I just want to kind of give, like, a quick synopsis of the situation I am not going to insult all of your intelligence, all, all of your intelligence. I don't even know how to properly say that, but I'm not going to insult you all and pretend like you don't know what's happening with Taylor Swift and Kanye West. If you listen to the podcast, you definitely know about Taylor Swift and Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and Katy Perry, but I'm just going to go over it so briefly. So that stuff will be relevant or so you'll kind of have like some context when we do a deep dive into the video. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I was just reading a comment on the Instagram live. Someone just said that she changes the station whenever Taylor Swift plays. Do I belong here? You always belong here. Okay, so I'm going to give a quick, quick synopsis of the Taylor Swift drama situation and everything that's gone into this new, like, media frenzy. So, again, not going to insult you all. You know what happened at the VMAs in 2009. Not going to insult you all, you know that Taylor Swift made that song about Katy Perry called Bad Blood because Katy Perry stole backup dancers from Taylor Swift and they both dated John Mayer. And I don't want to bring John Mayer into this because he is a saint and he deserves to be treasured and cherished as the gem he is. Um, so I'm not going to drag him into this, but there was John Mayer drama. There was stealing backup dancers drama. So then Taylor Swift came out with the song Bad Blood. Katy Perry and Taylor Swift fought. Katy Perry called her a Regina George in sheep's clothing, which will be relevant later. And um, so they've just kind of like been at it ever since. The feud like never seems to die. And it's kind of really gone to like an annoying part. Um, like I think like the drama has like passed its peak. Like the peak Katy Perry Taylor Swift drama was bad blood and now it just seems like we're just digging up old stuff and pretty much everybody is kind of over it but so um that's the stuff that happened with Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and then the Kim and Kanye stuff again Kim and Kanye or Kanye West at the VMAs with Taylor Swift all that stuff happened and then last year Kanye West released a song uh saying that he made Taylor Swift famous and then in that song he references her and calls her the b word and then Taylor Swift says oh no why would he say that about me and then Kim Kardashian was like um you gave him permission and then she released a tape of Taylor Swift 
giving Kanye West permission to do that, um, thus proving to show that Taylor Swift was a snake and um, kind of this played the victim for publicity. And then after Kim Kardashian released those tapes, everyone started calling Taylor Swift a snake. And then that brings us full circle to where we are today. And it's worth noting, literally right after the whole snake debacle, Taylor Swift went into hiding. She played one show at the Super Bowl last year, but other than that, she has not been seen. She's literally gone as far as being carried in and out of her apartment in like this weird like crate. You could look up pictures on like Google or Twitter or something. But except for that music or like that concert that she did around the Super Bowl, she has not been seen. So she's been in hiding, making this album, and no one's really knowing like what's going on with her. But people still reference the snake thing all the time. And she's still been in the news a ton. She had a, um, a sexual assault trial that went on just a couple weeks ago where she was awarded $1 um, because she countersued someone who was suing her because Taylor Swift accused him of touching her butt at a concert. And so she countersued, and then that's what happened. So that brings us to the new Taylor Swift era. Taylor Swift is still feuding with Katy Perry, still feuding with Kim and Kanye. She was just awarded $1 from the sexual assault thing. Um, oh, and then in, also in this past year, she, like, feuded with Calvin Harris for a hot second. But, like, that's only relevant for, like, a second of the video, and I'll go over that then. So last week, Taylor Swift released or first she blacked out all of her social media so she unfollowed everybody she deleted all of her posts and it was just like a clean slate and then a couple days later she posts one like I think that the snippet was maybe like six seconds or so one snippet of like the back of a snake and like at first no one could really tell if it was a snake or like I was of the belief that it was like a dragon or something and I'm like oh no she wouldn't use the snake thing like that would be so embarrassing for her it's clearly a dragon or a lizard but no it was, it was an effing snake and then as the days go on she releases more parts of the snake and then the day that she releases the song she releases a short video of a snake like biting back at the camera and this is like an animated snake why am I describing this I know that you guys have all seen this I'm really doing this for, like, my mom that occasionally listens to the podcast. She'll be like, what? What happened? Anyway, you guys all know about the marketing of the song. So she releases a snake, and then the song happens. So the song is released, and it's called Look What You Made Me Do. And my first impression was, what? Why did she do this? Like, this makes no sense that it, the song sucks. Like, the song, the song has grown on me. But not for like a couple days or so. I think after the video, I started to love it. But the song is not good. You'll listen to it the first time and be like, uh, like it doesn't even sound. It doesn't sound like sonically complete. Like it sounds like three snippets of three different songs with poor writing. And and it's weird because she's such a good songwriter, too. And it's just, I don't know. The song in general is not good. I don't think that the song, um, I don't think that the song 
shades anybody. Like, I don't think that the song references any drama with anyone. Some people have tried to dissect it. But honestly, that song has had so many co-writers. And, like, it's been passed through so many hands where I don't think that anybody was writing it with the intention of, like, being mean to Kim Kardashian. Like, we don't even know if the song was originally intended for Taylor Swift. Because as... This is where, like, the Taylor Swift facts will come in that, like, maybe not the average person knows. But as we know, Bad Blood was initially a sample that was given to Katy Perry. It was produced by Max Martin and Johan Schellback. And the whole, like, Bad Blood course was written and then pitched to Katy Perry. Katy Perry didn't want it. They gave it to Taylor Swift. Then Taylor Swift turned it into this anti-Katy Perry song. So we don't even know if Look What Me... Look What You Made Me Do was intended for Taylor Swift. And it just is not a good song. It's not good. I mean, if you haven't listened to it, so far two people on the live chat out of the two people that are listening to the live chat, um, they both say that they haven't listened to the song. So if you haven't listened to it, I mean, it's important to listen to it, but it just it sounds like three different parts, three different songs. But it is important to note that there are a couple samples in the song. So Taylor Swift in the song samples two different songs. She samples I'm Too Sexy for My Shirt, like that random song that came out in like the 80s or 90s or something. And she references the song called Peaches. And the song Peaches is like a little bit less, un- less known, um, but it's relevant because that song, Peaches, is in the movie Mean Girls. In in the movie Mean Girls, they have the character Regina George. And Regina George is what Katy Perry called Taylor Swift. I know that that didn't make sense if you're not pop culture minded. But (laughs) Katy Perry called Taylor Swift a Regina George in sheep's clothing. And then Taylor Swift puts the background beat to the song Look What You Made Me Do. She puts the background beat from Mean Girls into that song. Does that make sense? If not, go check out my Twitter. I retweeted a, like an audio link of it. And yeah, the beat is in there. And it's that is like that's the only shady part of the song, I think, that she put that song from the Regina George part of the movie. It's like that part of Mean Girls where um, Caddy Heron is walking into the Halloween party dressed like... Um, What's it called? Dracula's ex-wife or something? Zombie's ex-wife? Oh, no. It's, remember Aaron Samuels was like, oh, so you're a zombie bride. And she goes, I'm an ex-wife. It's in that scene. So glad I could clear that up for you. But yeah, so initially I did not like the song. But I did have to remember that most of the time, personally with Taylor Swift songs, when she releases her first like big single... I normally don't like them. I remember when she released We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. I was like, uh, this is fine, I guess. Like, I don't know. And then the Red Album ended up being amazing. It gave us the song all too well. And so I have my whole life to thank to that album. But, and like, and I remember when she released I Knew You Were Trouble. I was like, oh no, too pop. And now look where we are. Like, it's, she's gone so far from her country roots which I don't mind because I I don't listen to country music um but so okay all right so that's kind of where we leave off with the song so 
yeah not a good song but I was confident that once the video came out, I would probably hopefully like have some more clarity about why the song sounds like how it does. And I, um, I knew that I would grow to love the song because that's what happens with me and Taylor Swift songs. When she released Shake It Off, I was like, no, like get off the stage. I don't like this. And then it turned out being fine. And 1989 was a fine album. I didn't love it as much as some others might have. I still think that Speak Now was her uh, most honest album, but 1989 was fine and I still listened to it. So, whatever. So, that brings us to the point of this whole video. It is now time to go through and have a play by play of Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do video. So, Taylor Swift lined this video with so much like so much shade basically sorry i'm typing in the music video right now and i'm going to watch it on mute as i go over it it literally go basically frame by frame and just okay all right so i just found the link of what i'm going to go over and this video, just to start us off, this video is literally a work of art. Like, I was not a fan of the song, but this video is just so... First of all, no one makes music videos like this anymore. Like, Beyonce, maybe? Like, Beyonce gave us Lemonade, and I'm not trying to compare this with Lemonade. That's a whole other thing that I've fought with tw people on Twitter about this last week. But... I am not trying to compare this to Lemonade, but I think that this is such an amazing music video. No one, can you imagine how much money this took to make this music video? Like, it's insane. So, we are opening up with the video, and I'm sure you all have watched, but I'm going to go over reference by reference. So, it opens up with Taylor Swift at this graveyard. And if you've listened to the song, which I all know that you have, you know that she, the whole thing is Taylor Swift is dead. The old Taylor is dead and the new Taylor is here. So the music video opens up with Taylor Swift in a graveyard and she's in her dress that she wore from the Out of the Woods music video. And the Out of the Woods music video was the last music video released from the 1989 era. So... It's kind of like seamlessly connecting one album with another. And so she's in her out of the woods dress. And the person that she is burying is herself from the 2014 Met Gala. That is one reference that I don't really understand why she did that. I don't remember anything like significant from her at the Met Gala that year. I know that at the 2015 one... That was when she like tried to be punk and she was like on the cover of Vogue and she was like the chairperson of the Met Gala. Um, but I don't really know the significance of her burying the 2014 Taylor Swift. But so as they zoom in on the graves, there's one that's very apparent that says, here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. Um, the other one says like Taylor Swift or something. Then the other gravestone says Nillis Salmberg which is relevant because Taylor Swift wrote that song, This Is What You Came For, 
for um it's like a calvin harris song that rihanna sang i'm sure you all know it but so she wrote that song and she decided to not get credit for it she decided to get the money for it but she didn't decide to get the credit for it so she gave herself like a pseudonym um and that was named nillis Solberg. and i don't know why she chose that name but so that is on a grave so that can kind of simplify simplify is that the word signify i'm so sorry that kind of signifies the um her like not hiding like her like her talent anymore that's kind of like some of the hot takes that i've read on it so that signifies that and then that kind of also like referenced the drama that she had with Calvin Harris because when Taylor Swift announced like she's like yes I am the Nilla Songberg person that wrote that song um Calvin Harris like got really mad at her and was like no don't try to sh- to bring me down with you I'm tired of your drama and he like did that all publicly so that was referencing that drama so now that we're four seconds into the video um we can continue on so it opens up to a clip of Taylor Swift in a bathtub full of like diamonds and gold and um, stuff like that. So she's in the bathtub and she's in her bath full of pearls and jewelry. And the first thing I want to note is when you look at the makeup, it's definitely the same makeup that she wore in the blank space video. And that is significant because the person that she's portraying in the bathtub is the person that she was portraying this is so confusing the person that she was portraying in the blank space video does that make sense i hope it does when taylor swift released that video in that song she said that she wrote it as the person that the media portrays her as and she said the media paints me as someone who sits at home and cries over heartbreak in the bathtub full of pearls. So that's kind of what she's doing. What she is not doing, she's not shading Kim Kardashian at this point. Do you really think, I've seen a lot of this stuff on Twitter and I've kind of gotten into a couple conversations with people on there about it. Some people think that Taylor did this whole bathtub thing to reference Kim Kardashian's robbery Do you think that she's, like, that stupid or that heartless? Like, Kim Kardashian almost died. Like, she, like, was held at gunpoint. Like, she's not going to do that. So, she's definitely not referencing Kim Kardashian getting robbed and then being placed in the bathtub in Paris. Like, if Taylor Swift is doing that, then, like, she has lost me. Like, I am no longer, like, a fan. I wouldn't listen. I I would be totally done. So, that is that bathtub scene oh and then one more thing about the bathtub scene is you will see one dollar so the one dollar that is in the tub signifies the one dollar that she was awarded um with the david Mueller case when she countersued him because he sued her because she said that he touched his her butt and then he lost his job so she was awarded one dollar and then she put that one dollar in the bathtub which is kind of funny to me because this music video definitely took a lot of time and it's been in the works for a long time and it was definitely not shot like a week ago. Didn't she win that case like one week ago or like two weeks ago or something? So I think she like had a good idea that 
that she was going to win. And maybe she thought that maybe if she lost, no one would find significance with the dollar in the tub. But yeah, I think it's very, um, I don't know, just kind of like very weird that she put it in the tub with her, um, not knowing whether or not she would win the case. So then it goes to a next clip where all this clip really serves us is like just showing off the snake thing. She's in this like beautiful red dress, which I don't think is signifying anything. Um, and she has snakes kind of like crawling all over her. There is a snake serving her tea, which I, I don't know. Like there's snakes. Like that's all you have to know about the scene, except for there is something written. Um, it's like a Shakespeare quote from Julius Caesar, and it's kind of engraved in the chair that she's sitting in, and it's engraved like in other places in this like mansion that she's sitting in. And I'm going to butcher this quote because I am uneducated and um, not good at reading or anything like that. But so it says the, <laughs> the words that et, et tut brute or brute. I don't know, but it's from Julius Caesar. I'm so sorry that I just butchered that. But anyway, and no one has referenced this, but I think that that is very significant as someone who knows nothing about the story of Julius Caesar. I'm so sorry. But as someone that knows nothing about that story, but there's that scene in Mean Girls, Mean Girls again, that scene in Mean Girls where Gretchen Wieners is like freaking out about Julius Caesar and she's like, we should all just stab Caesar. And she's talking about Regina George. And that references a Regina George comparison again because Katy Perry called Taylor Swift Regina George. I think that that's why that quote is in there. But I bet you somebody um, who actually knows about that story uh, would tell you that I'm wrong. And I would bet you a lot of money that they would be right. Um, but yeah, so that phrase is, is engraved some places. So that's all you need to know about that scene. There's snakes. She's embracing the snake narrative. All right, and then the next scene is a little confusing to me, except for the fact that she is, uh, she's Katy Perry in it. So she's in this weird car crash, and when we get a close-up of her face, she's definitely dressed as Katy Perry. So she's, like, in leopard print. She has a leopard in the car, or a cheetah. There is an animal, and there is fur. <laughs> And she's holding a Grammy, which is something that Katy Perry has never had. She's been nominated like 11 times and she's never gotten a Grammy. And Taylor Swift has multiple Grammys. So Taylor Swift is dressed as Katy Perry and she's holding a Grammy. So that's what that signifies. I don't know what the car wreck signifies. If anybody knows, please tweet me. I've like tried to do a couple deep dives online and I can't figure that one out. Um, and like the number 13 is everywhere, but like. Same stuff, different day with Taylor Swift. No one cares about the 13 anymore. Um, and then we get a scene of... Okay, what is this next scene? There's like this random biker scene, which I don't know what the biker scene is referencing. Maybe it's like the new Taylor. But then it shows Taylor Swift involved in some kind of heist. Where, again, some people have referenced that maybe this is her shading Kim Kardashian getting robbed again. But I can assure you that that's not the case. As a close personal fan of Taylor Swift, she's not shading Kim Kardashian's robbery. Like, she, she's crazy, but I don't think she's heartless. 
So Katy, Katy Perry, she wishes. Taylor Swift is in the video um, wearing cat masks and everyone who is with her is wearing cat masks also. And I think that's just referencing her like obsession with cats and how some people like say like, oh, she's so quirky. She loves cats, whatever. So th I think that that's what the cats are referencing. And she is stealing money from some kind of bank or not bank, but like some kind of vault. And in the background, you can see the words streaming company, like all like going all around the room. And that is referencing the drama that she had when she took her music off of Spotify and then her open letter to Apple Music saying, I'm not going to put my music on your streaming service because you don't pay artists fairly. And then that kind of um, started this whole narrative about Taylor Swift that she's this money hungry and she'll sue anybody and all she cares about is money. She won't have her music on streaming because she wants money so bad. And so you can see her in the scene. She's like setting fire to money and she's, just, she's all about the dollars. And you know what? More power to her. I'm also all about the dollars. That's why I do a free podcast multiple times a week, bringing premium content to people online. Um, and then also one more thing. She's wearing a sweater that says blind for love, which probably references like the fact that she dates a lot of guys. I don't, I don't know. That, that was a weak, uh, a weak comparison. But yeah, so she's burning some money. And then this is probably, except for the end, I think this is the most um, iconic scene. Or there's a couple of iconic scenes. But so we see this like women factory, like this like factory of women that are like all dressed the same. Like they all have like their hair in like these tight buns. They're watching some kind of like brainwashing video and it says squad university and that is her referencing everyone making fun of her girl squad and everything like that so she is um referencing the girl squad thing and how she just gets all these skinny pretty tall models to hang out with her and taylor swift is up there and she's cracking the whip and she's like i don't know she's definitely acting like the head chick in charge um, so I thought that the squad thing was really cool. And then she's like killing off squad members. And then that kind of goes into the narrative of her, um, picking and choosing her friends and like getting rid of them once they're not convenient to her anymore. And so then we get, again, the most iconic, iconic scene. She is in that dancing room. Like this is like the choreographed scene. So she's in the room dancing with all those guys. And it's important to know that there are eight guys, which is the same. I've read some places that that's the same number of exes that she's had, but there's no way she's only had eight, right? The list that I'm reading right now says Joe Jonas, which, yes, Taylor Lautner, John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Calvin Harris, and Tom Hiddleston. I feel like there's some people missing in there. Um, so... She has them all dancing and they are wearing the I Heart TS shirts. And that is funny and significant because that is the same shirt or like it says the same thing that Taylor Swift had Tom Hiddleston wear last 4th of July. And then everyone gave him so much crap for it. Like, you're so funny. You're wearing an I Heart Taylor Swift shirt. How whipped are you? So they're all wearing I Heart Taylor Swift shirts. And then Taylor Swift does some like amazing choreography. So like that was pretty neat. 
Um, so then here is the meat of the video. So this is what she is trying to really like hone in is that the old Taylor is dead and the new Taylor is, I guess, different than the old Taylor. But I don't know. This new Taylor seems um, just as petty as the old one. So she is standing on a mountain full of old Taylor Swifts. And this is kind of like a fun throwback. So you can see people from Shake It Off, from her red tour. You could see like the girl, like the nerdy girl wearing the You Belong With Me shirt. Um, she's wearing some stuff from like other music videos and from the Kanye West interruption thing. And yeah, so like that was kind of like a cool Easter egg for all her uh, old fans. I'm calling it an Easter egg, but it was very like in your face, like, okay, these are all the old Taylor Swifts. I feel like an Easter egg should be more subdued than that. Um, yeah, so quick to point out. So Taylor Swift has a shirt called that says like Junior, Ju Junior Jewels on it with all her best friends' names on it. And there are a couple notable people missing. Um, Lord's name is missing and Carly Kloss's name is missing. I don't know about the Lord one, but I think I have a feeling that Taylor Swift has been distancing herself from Carly Kloss because of the whole um, Donald Trump, Jared Kushner scenario or thing that's been happening because Taylor Swift is best friends with Carly Kloss. Carly Kloss is engaged to Jared Kushner's brother. Jared Kushner is married to Ivanka Trump. And also he's like one of Donald Trump's garbage uh, advisors. So I think that she's kind of distancing herself from Carly Kloss a little bit, but that's just my hot take. Um, so then we see Taylor Swift sawing off the wings of an airplane, and I think that signifies how she's, like, not going to jet set around the world for men anymore. That's, like, a stereotype that people have said about her, but that one can mean anything. Who knows? But it seems kind of like a really expensive shot to not have that much uh, symbolism. And then the video's over, and then we get the best the best shade that we've ever gotten from taylor swift ever and the shade is mainly all directed at her and like her like misdoings and stuff but there's like a couple hidden gems in there shading other people by other people i mean katie perry kim kardashian and kanye west no one else so we get Taylor Swift at the beginning doing the surprise face, which that one's self-explanatory. Everyone used to make fun of Taylor Swift for being so surprised when she would win Grammys and stuff. She would always be so happy and people are like, come on, like there's no way that you could be that surprised. And then um, one of the other Taylor says, what's with that? B word. And then the, da the dead Taylor Swift replies, don't call me that. And that references... Taylor Swift getting mad at Kanye West for calling her the B word. Um, and then the next thing here, sorry, my like video keeps buffering. And I'm also trying to like look at the live stream and like see what's happening. This is kind of awkward to like record the podcast at the same time as an Instagram live. Okay, sorry about that. So then the next thing that happens is the one of the Taylor Swifts talk about how Taylor Swift is like playing the victim again. And yeah, so basically all the references are really self-explanatory except for the one where she says getting receipts. I'm going to edit this later. Uh, where like the Taylor Swift that's dressed as Katy Perry for some reason, she says that. And she's talking about, I 
think she's talking about Kim Kardashian's song. Um, she's talking about Kim Kardashian or Katy Perry's song, Swish Swish, where Katy Perry says, uh, karma's not a liar. She keeps receipts. And then she, in the video, she's dressed as Katy Perry collecting receipts. And then she says, I'm going to edit this later, which is referencing the whole Kim Kardashian, Kanye West drama, because Taylor Swift says that the released tapes that Kim Kardashian released were all like heavily edited. So that's what happens there. And then the Taylor Swift dressed as the girl from the VMAs holding her moon man says, I'd very much like to be excluded from this narrative, which is the same thing. It's the iconic line that she said from, uh, like it was her PR statement after the whole Kim Kardashian thing. And that is where the video ends. And I think that's where this episode of the podcast is going to end. But basically, all I have to say is that video was a masterpiece. Oh my goodness. Like I've had so many thoughts about it. Alex is so tired of hearing me talk about it. And I've watched it like 15 times. And you know what? I hated the song before, but I love it now. I'm so, you know what? I'm a sucker. That's what I am. I'm a sucker. I fell for whatever Taylor Swift was trying to pull. And yeah. So that is the end of this episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I hope that you like this deep dive into the Taylor Swift video. If you did, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Every time you do, it helps it jump up the iTunes and the Google Play charts, which really helps out the podcast. If you have any questions or if you would like to chat about anything with me, please send me a DM at, um, at Mary Pearson on Twitter, or I'm also on Instagram at, at Mary Pearson Art. So um, thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun. And I would like to thank everyone on Instagram Live for watching too. Thank you so much.